Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Outer Sanctum is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and pay our respects to elders past and present. Welcome to the fifth quarter for another week. It is Lucy Race here and I'm so excited about today's guest. Michael Wilson is Chief Photographer for the AFL. Since 2005, he's been capturing the game we love, taking us into the action, giving us different perspectives on people and moments, and in some cases, framing the big conversations. In 2020, he took the now famous photo of Taylor Harris kicking for goal, a photo for which he won numerous awards, including the Melbourne Press Club Gold Quill. Last week, when Lance Franklin kicked his 1,000th goal, Michael was there to record the moment. The photo of Buddy gesturing triumphantly in the midst of an enormous crowd on the SCG is already iconic, and we couldn't wait to speak to Michael about it. Welcome to the fifth quarter, Michael. We are huge fans and have so many questions, but before we get right into it, can you take us onto the field with you at the SCG? What was it like to be on the ground at that moment? Uh, Thanks for having me, Lucy. Um, Yeah, look, it was a crazy couple of minutes, to be honest. It was... Uh, a lot of nervousness going into it, um, not really knowing what to expect. Fortunately, I was pretty close to where he kicked it, and my general plan of attack was once once the ball left the boot was just to to get out there as soon as I could. Yeah, sure enough, he kicked it. I um, I ditched the bigger lens and, and took my wide angle out there and just sprinted as quickly as I could. Got about 15 metres out and just hit a wall of people. A couple of scary seconds there where... Uh, the personal space just evaporated really quickly and I was, yeah, a couple of uh, seconds where I thought, oh, this is a little bit uncomfortable, but it sort of uh, calmed down a little bit and everyone managed to sort of find a little spot for themselves and, yeah, sure enough, I um, I sort of stuck the camera up above my head and, and hoped for the best really and, yeah, managed to find a little spot where, where Buddy was sort of showing through the crowd and, yeah, he just so happened to give the fist pump as, as I was firing, which which was great. I uh, just made the photo. And yeah, the, the final image, I guess, is, is going to rank really highly in my folio. It's, um, you know, I think it, it just encapsulates what the night was about. Such a, a great celebration of a, a great footballer, but just a fantastic moment for the game. And, and hopefully the, uh, the image endures. Absolutely. We we talked about it on the podcast this week and the fact that it it was framed so beautifully and to have that, you know, buddy in the middle, his arm just triumphantly raised, there was South Melbourne jumpers, there was just the joy of the crowd. But then over in the background, you had the old stand of the SCG. It was just instantly iconic. Did you realise that you had actually got that framing at the time? Um, I kind of... 
as I was shooting it, thought it could look okay because, as you said, you had the, the beautiful old grandstand in the background. And I, th- I had a feeling that it would sort of make a really nice composition. But when you're firing, especially when the camera is above your head, you, you, you're really um, shooting blind, I guess. Once I, th- I sort of saw him celebrating, I, I thought I'd have a quick look on the back of the camera to see how they were looking. And yeah, as soon as I was comfortable that I, I'd gotten something really nice, I just got out of there and, and had a proper look on the laptop. And, and yeah, sure enough, it, it just struck me straight away the the power of the image and, and what I what I captured there. So um, yeah, I guess you, you kind of something like that. There's just so many variables that can can come into it. You don't really have too much control as as to what the final image is going to look like. But yeah, once I sort of um, cropped it up a little bit and just straightened the horizon, it. it it just struck me as, as a really strong, strong picture. Are you thinking about being creative in that moment or are you just trying to just get whatever you can get? I would say something like that. Yeah, there's just no time to, to be creative with it. The creativity can come afterwards, you know, with the editing. Like I'm not sure if you saw the uh, – there was an edit that I did where I just had the crowd black and white and buddy just in colour. That That's an opportunity to, to get creative with the image. As far as actually shooting it, it's, it's a very hard news angle you're coming from with with that kind of shot. Just It, can, it just happened so quickly. It, there was so much, so much activity around him that <laughs> there was just mm-hmm. no time to think. You just had to get what you could. And then, yeah, the creativity just comes afterwards, I think. And you mentioned feeling anxious. You mentioned that in your post on Instagram as well. Is that about the crowd or is it about just the pressure of having, you know, knowing that you're there to capture something so important? Yeah, there's a few elements to the anxiety and a few people have asked me about this. So I would say that the first part of it is, yeah, there's a lot of pressure to to get some really great shots of such a momentous occasion. A lot of it's probably pressure I put on myself to get the the best shot possible, but you know, uh, shots of such a significant significant occasion. There's commercial aspects from an AFL level with those pictures. There's pressure of just not knowing how it was going to unfold. What happens if, you know, he was on the other side of the, the ground to where I was? What happens if the kick itself was just a little hand pass over the top into the goal square and there's there's no, you know, no picture in, in that little kick? What if I fell over? What if the camera um, somehow malfunctioned or if I had a corrupt car? There's just so many doomsday scenarios that <laughs> can go through your head as a photographer. And I guess that's where the anxiety comes from. But all's well that ends well. All you can do is just be as prepared as possible, you know, have a plan of attack uh, for a, a number of scenarios. And, and I guess I had all that in in the back of my mind. Fortunately, like I said, I... Um, he marked it right in front of me. Uh, the kick happened, you know, probably 20 metres away from where I was. And, and as soon as he marked it and, and went in for the kick, I, I just knew what I had to do, just get the kick and get out there as soon as I could and just hope for the best. <laughs> and were you aware of all of the other things that were kind of unfolding out on the field at the same time, that people were scattering ashes and doing all sorts of things? Or are you, do you just have tunnel vision on what you're doing? Yeah, total tunnel vision. I had no idea about all the other stuff that was going on. As I mentioned earlier, I, I had a quick look on the back of the camera. Once I saw I had something okay, I, I went straight back to the laptop and then it was just get these pictures out as soon as is humanly possible. Because we had media outlets, AFL.com, the social channels of AFL and, and the clubs were just relying on on those first pictures of that moment. So I just, yeah, downloaded the card as quickly as I could, selected the images and, and sent them. And given the, the crush of the crowd, the, uh, the the 5G and 4G signals were really, really <laughs> overwhelmed. So it took a, a little bit longer than I'd like to, for those images to, to get out. But 
fortunately they did and but yeah there's I, I had no idea what else was going on to be honest out in the ground I you know that half an hour that the players were off I was just in my own world just getting these pictures edited and, and out for the world to see. Well congratulations um, on behalf of all the sports fans I just thank you because it's your images and the images of sports photography is just such a, an important part of storytelling around sport and one thing you know about your photography is that you always seem to have your finger on the pulse of of course this was a moment that everybody knew what the story of the week was and what we were hoping it would be but you always seem to capture whatever seems to be the theme or the drama of the week and I'm wondering does that come from being a sports fan or is it part of a brief or how do you stay across all of that? At the end of the day like I love football I love the stories that football tells. I love the characters the game has. And when you're shooting a match, especially, you kind of get a feel for for any stories that might be developing. You, you might have some knowledge before a game as to something that might happen or a lot of it's instinct as well. I think being able to, you know, read body language and, and little things like that contribute to the way that I'm, I'm able to document the game. I would say, yeah, a lot of it is just something natural within me that, that just has the ability to, to be able to capture the game in a, in a way that resonates with people from a, a creative level but also just from a photographic level to me photography is just still the the strongest storytelling medium that we have and you know if, if my pictures of, of a football match can resonate with people and tell stories then you know that makes me really proud will you be at the g this weekend to capture the first aflw prelim i certainly will be and i can't wait i, I love aflw i I can't wait for the girls to get out there on the G and, and put on a show. It's uh, Unfortunately, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been able to shoot the AFLW, but I can't wait to, to be out on the G on Saturday. And, you know, hopefully there's a big crowd there to really celebrate the moment. And I'd love to see more women's football on, on the big grounds. I think the time's come for, I, I love the suburban venue aspect of, of the W, but um, I think some of these, um, these big matches deserve the bigger venues. And yeah, I can't wait for Saturday. Do you already have an idea of the stories that you'll be looking to capture potentially? Yeah, look, um, I think, you know, obviously Taylor, I'm a huge Taylor fan. She's had a fantastic year. I, I just get the feeling that, She's um she's already taken some great marks this year. I think she, you know, she could take a really spectacular mark at some stage. I'll be, yeah, definitely keeping my lens on her closely during the match just in case that does happen. But, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of the storylines will unfold during the match. There might be some injuries. There might be some um, retirements. You know, you just keep your, your finger on the pulse with that kind of thing and, and just be ready for any opportunity where um, you can see a picture that's going to tell the story, really. Do you listen to the commentary? I do. Yeah, absolutely. That's a key part of, of shooting a match, especially is uh, the radio commentary. Uh, it's like another set of eyes for you out in the ground. So especially for um, for injuries and that kind of thing, um, the commentary is, is really important for a, a mm -hmm. photographer. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Katie Brennan, and you're listening to The Legends from the Outer Sanctum. 
You mentioned Taylor there and I think the two of you are kind of inextricably linked now because of the photo that you took. What do you feel and what do you think about when you think about that photo and that moment and everything that followed? Uh, When I look back on it now, I think the overwhelming feeling is probably um, pride in that image for everything it stood for. And for the the support that it, it gave Taylor at the time and just the line in the sand it drew, I, I guess, against online bullying. And I just, yeah, for me, the overwhelming emotion I have of that image now is just pride that my name is associated with it. But also at the end of the day, I still just look at that picture and it's just a great sports photo. It's, um, I think that gets lost a little bit. It's, it's such a spectacular image. You know, it's got a whole different meaning now, but at the end of the day, it, it's a, just a classic sports photo of, of an elite female athlete doing what she does best. It's a sensational athletic photo. I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really proud that, that I was able to to take it and just proud of everything that it stands for now. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of power in it. And I know that for a lot of people, the power that's captured in that and just the physicality of Taylor is something that means a lot. So Thank you for taking that. Do you Are you aware when you take a photo that it's instantly, do you ever kind of look at it and go, oh, that's going to be iconic or that I've really nailed that? Yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, I think you do have a bit of a feeling like the buddy shot for sure. As soon as I saw it, I, I thought, I mean, iconic is a big word for a photo. Mm. Um, and I think iconic images probably aren't iconic until they stand the test of time when we look back in five or ten years and and that people see that picture and realize that that was the iconic image of that moment but yeah as a photographer I think you do get a sense for for when you've got something special in the camera I think especially you know for big marks and and big moments you know straight away if you've got it you know you just get affirmation in your mind once you see the back of the camera that yeah that's something pretty special news pictures are a little bit different in that you might not know at the time that that they're going to really stand for something but you know still you you probably get a little bit of an inkling when, when you're shooting it that there could be some sort of news angle to it that could have some some real ramifications down the track so um, yeah, I, I, instinctively, I'd say most photographers know when they've got something pretty special in the camera. Do you have a favourite, a favourite shot? <laughs> oh, it's it's a really hard question to answer that one, Lucy. It's um, and I get it asked a lot. I don't know. It, it's really hard to to nail one down. Uh, there's for me a photographer. The next picture they take could be their favourite. That's the way I kind of like to look at it. But uh, And there's so many different genres of sports photography. You've got your action shots, you've got your celebration shots, you've got your inner sanctum kind of pictures. So, yeah, I, I tend to kind of, I, I don't think I've got an absolute favourite. I mean, probably the Taylor picture just from a from a meaning point of view and, and the uh the meaning that has for people and the way it resonated with the audience for me is probably one of my favorites, but it's really hard to nail down one, one specific photo. And do you have favorite sports people to photograph, to capture? Yeah, yeah, I do. Look, there's um, athletes who just, uh, they're just natural in front of the camera, whether they're posing or not, they just seem to, to uh, work in the frame. So yeah, I've always like, there's always your high flyers like Jeremy Howe and Shea Bolton and these kinds of, of players. Cyril was one. Easton Wood was always a favourite player to photograph just because even he could make a, a simple kick look really just something, something special in, in, in the camera. So, 
Yeah, there's certain players, and I can't put my finger on it, whether it's it's the way that, that God built them or just the way <laughs> they're able to, to pose in front of the camera. But certain players just look better in pictures than others, and it's it's just the way it is. And, yeah, I, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, it's, that's where it sits with me. <laughs> I've heard from um, some people that you have taken photos of that you can sometimes be a bit of a ghost and sort of just be there and no one's actually really aware that you're there and capturing things. Whereas, you know, there are other moments like I would imagine the buddy photo where you really had to be quite assertive. How do you strike that balance? Yeah, it kind of comes down to what you're shooting at the time. So like a lot of inner sanctum photography that I've done, it's, it's a real skill to be that fly on the wall and, and not get noticed so that you're able to be in a position to be able to to get those candid, unscripted moments. So for me, that, that's a skill in itself. Whereas if you're talking like, you know, jostling for position for with 30,000 other people to, to get a photo of Buddy, yeah, look, that that's where you've just got to take the screws off and just get get as good a position as possible. And, you know, Buddy's one example. There's been other other times when there's been a throng of photographers with players coming off, Brent Harvey's record-breaking match comes to mind where there was just elbows and all sorts of things going on when he was coming off the ground with videographers and other photographers. Grand final day is the same. The lap of honour, you know, when, when they first take off with the cup, it's, it, it can get pretty hairy, it can get pretty pushy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's still always, uh, I think most of the photographers, we know each other really well and, and we're all... Uh, you know, there to get the, the same great photo. So there's a, a little bit of an understanding not to get too physical and that kind of thing. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Has it always been photography for you? Did young Michael walk around with a camera in his hand? Uh, well, I actually have a graphic design background, which, you know, is a very similar field. It's very closely related to photography. So I was always creative, always as a kid, loved drawing and painting and all those kinds of things. And uh, as I got older, yeah, sort of worked as a graphic designer for for many years and then transitioned into photography when I was a little bit older. Um, But yeah, always loved footy photos, always had so many um, footy posters up up on my wall as a kid growing up um, and just used to love you know, looking through the newspaper at all the, the action pictures that, that were taken on a weekend. So there was always that um, appreciation for it and always that passion for it. But it wasn't until, yeah, I, I probably sort of got to my late 20s that I decided that that was something that I, I really wanted to do. And I thought I had a skill set that would lend itself well to it. So, yeah, I just basically bought a whole heap of gear, started shooting amateur matches, VFL matches, and, and built up a folio and, and got to know other photographers and you know eventually opportunities open up and you try and capitalize on those and you know one thing leads to another and and you kind of I am where I am now so that's in a nutshell how it kind of panned out and I've seen you know that you do put a hand out to to young photographers you know that you've got some programs and things where you try to help and mentor people what advice would you give to people who want to get into sports photography particularly I would say the number one thing is you need the gear. You need half decent gear to be able to get those really great shots. So unfortunately, photography is a hobby that doesn't come cheap. But, you know, I think having good gear does make such a difference, like a long lens and a decent sports body. Um, but as well, like I would say just go get out there and shoot. Like I'm not a huge advocate for photography courses or any um, formal kind of training I would say um, you've either sort of got it in in you or you don't if you've got that passion for for photography and a passion for sports 
just get out there and shoot, try different things, build up a folio, network, get to know other photographers, be receptive to feedback. Opportunities will open up and then it's it's up to you to capitalize on those opportunities and, and really make the most of, of any um, door that opens for you. And once you sort of get a little bit of momentum and you start to, your work starts to start to get out there and you start to get a name for yourself and um, that's kind of where the opportunities really start to arise. When you think of all of all of the things that you've done, is there a photo that got away? Is there a shot you didn't actually manage to get that haunts you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've spoken about this one before and I still think about it. Yeah, Jeremy Howe took a massive Mark Queen's birthday it's probably three or four years ago now at the MCG over Tom McDonald on the MCC wing, I think it was, r- roughly there. Anyway, mm. um, I didn't get a photo of it. I had my head buried in my laptop. I was sending pictures of the big slide, the, the big freeze slide that was on earlier that, that day. We had some clients that needed pictures of um, the sliders urgently. So um, I had my head in the laptop and I was sort of listening to the commentary of the match, knowing full well that I could miss something. And then just all of a sudden I just heard this massive roar it was you know one of the best marks ever um and yeah sure enough looked up at the the replay on the big screen and it was a mark for the ages and yeah i, I still have nightmares about uh, about missing that one <laughs> now who's to say that i might have been blocked by an umpire or a trainer or something but um i would have liked to have given myself the opportunity to at least get a frame of it fortunately the other afl photos photographer that was working that day got a cracking picture of it so you know we were covered and I was, I was wrapped that we were still able to get a great photo of it. But, yeah, from a selfish point of view, I, I would have loved to have got a frame of that one. It was just a fantastic mark. As a photographer, you just you want to get all the big moments, and that was certainly one from that year and that match and, and one that uh, I look back on and uh, wish I had have got. <laughs> well, sorry to make you revisit that. <laughs> Michael, you've spoken about the joy and the privilege of being able to share these moments to be part of the game that you love. Can you explain how you feel about your job? I, yeah, I, I'm very humbled and privileged, like I mentioned, to be able to do my job. For me, I have a, a real passion for uh, football. I, I just love football. I've loved it from an early age, played it most of my adult life and just always appreciated what football means to community and, and the the way that football can bring people together. Always loved that and always appreciated what football could do for communities. But I also had this real passion for photography. So for me to be able to combine my, my two real passions on a daily basis, it, it's never lost on me, you know, how lucky I am to be able to do that. The fact that that my photography communicates and resonates with the audience is, is just an added bonus. But for me, um, you know, to be to be involved in a, in a fantastic industry in the AFL and and to be able to be in a, a privileged position to be able to sit on the boundary line each weekend and, and tell the stories of the game photographically um, is a huge privilege and one I will, will never take lightly. The fact that my photography is able to tell the stories of the game and that it's able to resonate with with the audience is just a bonus. Um, I, I consider myself really lucky to be able to do what I do and hopefully can do it for a a lot longer. Well, we're so glad you do it. Before I let you go, given that you are such a big sports fan, you're a big footy fan, have you got a tip for the AFLW Premier for us? Look, yeah, at the start of the season, I shot quite a few Fremantle matches and they were really impressive. I thought they'll they'll be right up there. But um, yeah, having seen Adelaide as well, I think um, especially any team with Aaron Phillips in it is just going to be so hard to beat. I think the Crows for me, 
you never know. It's going to be such an exciting weekend of prelims. But yeah, if I had to say right now, I would say the Crows for me are probably going to be the favourites. Okay. And it's probably too early to call a Premier in the men's, but do you think Melbourne can go back to back? I would say, to- yeah, look, Melbourne have got the biggest motivation in in that they can do it all again at the MCG. For me, you know, some premiership teams maybe need that little bit of extra motivation and the, the Ds have got it to be able to, to replicate what they did at Optus Stadium in front of their, their home crowd at the MCG. There's no bigger carrot for me. I think the Demons are in the box seat, but it's round three coming up. It's There's a lot of football to be played between now and September. Uh, so, yeah, really early to call, but uh, the Ds are a fair, ch- fair chance, I would say. Well, we won't completely hold you to this, so... We, we do acknowledge that it's early in the season. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michael. It's been an absolute joy to, to speak to you. We love your photography. It really does just resonate so strongly with all of us in the outer. So thank you for what you do and thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having me, Lucy.